good evening, everyone, live from Los Angeles. I'm going to have Bernadette DiGabriel, who's all the way in the wonderful city of Austin, Texas. She's a life coach, and she's my special guest Guess co- uh, co-star, right? Co-star. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> co-star for tonight. And we're going to talk everything from Mother's Day and uh, Danny Cruz, I'm expecting. He's going to talk about skunk work, the special military project. And uh, we want to wish every mother listen to our show a very happy Mother's Day, which will be this Sunday. Right? Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. And I hope everyone has a wonderful one, and just uh, think positive thoughts. And those mothers that don't, they're still not alive, you know, we, we send you uh, a lot of love. And then to all the uh, mothers out there that, you know, are the mothers in, in what they call in kind, we, we wish you a very happy day. So anyway, with that in mind, uh, this is Cameron Dadgett, and we have, we have Bernadette DiGabriel. Soon we'll have Danny Cruz. And now, Bernadette, when you think of Mother's Day, what do you think of? Well, I think it's awesome. I mean, you know, okay. it's great to feel appreciated at least one, one, one day a year. <laughs> yeah, one day a year. That's true. <laughs> and then you also you have Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, and any interesting Mother's Day that you remember? You know, yeah, I have one in particular. Actually, every Mother's Day, my children make very special. Um, okay. And, you know, I really just love to do um, active things on Mother's Day, but, you know, not have to work a lot. Uh-huh. So, that year, they did everything for me. I started to breakfast in bed, and then um, my... Okay. I'm, I'm tired this week. I've been it's been a very um busy 
week for me this week. So, of course, you know, they're like, oh, whatever, Mom. You know, but. Right, right. So, well, you know, they I just kind of want to take it easy. I hear you. I hear you there. Anyway, we'll give you some news. Everyone out there, they, they wait for our news. Anyway, Chelsea Manning has been released from jail. She was the oh, yeah? former U.S. intelligence analyst, Chelsea Manning, had been released from prison despite refusing to testify before investigation into WikiLeaks. So she was the one that sur- the government paid for her uh, surgery. She was 31, held for 62 days after a Virginia judge ordered her taken into custody in March. However, she will have to appear again before a grand jury on May 16th. And she was found guilty of 2013 of charges including espionage for leaking secret military files to WikiLeaks. But her sentence was later commuted. So she refused to answer questions, and and then now suddenly she's released. Can you imagine all that? All that? And she was the one that where the government paid for her surgery. What, what kind of surgery? She had, well, uh, she was a uh, man military. Now she's a female. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and wow. Like, and that's, you haven't hear, hear things like that. But that, she was the first of that, of the nature to do that. So anyway, so wow. that's how I remember on on certain shows, and she talked about, uh, how it was in the army, how they treated her, and she's from she's from Texas. She was uh, she'll probably they'll probably talk about her. So it should be interesting. What what wow. happened? Anyway, other other stuff in the news I was going to mention is that um, we talked about uh, the indictments of uh, you know Julian Assange, a WikiLeaks that's going to happen, and then. In the U.S. news, it was really a strange day today, you know, in the U.S. news. But I'm going to give everyone a little U.S. news. Okay. And uh, anyway. It was a strange day all the way around, to be honest with you, Cameron. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I think so. But they, but, but anyway, it's just been, uh, you know, like they say, things happen as they may, you know. Now, this is, uh, exactly. And uh, what I was going to mention, let me get back on CNN, breaking, breaking, breaking news. Okay, here we go. There we go. I, I, You know, you can hit a button on the Internet, and you think that button's forever. Now, anyway, in Washington tonight, <laughs> there's, a, there's a standoff, political standoff, regarding if Donald Trump's going to release his taxes. You know? So that's the standoff. But anyway, Washington in the midst. This squirrel fight or the system of checks and balances have long governed our political system. And, you know, it's been coming out all week of whether uh, what Trump's doing right now it will be, you know, constant, you know cause uh, a dilemma of the Constitution. So they're going to they're gonna meet this, this weekend, and uh, uh, McGarn, who is attorney to Trump, he doesn't want to meet. But other people said that Trump is trying to hold them not to meet as well as as well as um, the other gentleman, uh, Mueller. He don't want him to talk. So that's kind of interesting. Why don't you want him to talk, right? Exactly. So hmm. that, that gets back that's to... That's not sketchy at all. 
Oh, no. That's, uh, no, that's, I not, mean. that's not at all. And then there's some other things. We'll mention that uh, a Trump administrator considers deporting families with removal orders. Oh, how how uh, crazy could that be? Anyway, retired, uh, you know, that uh, Clarence Thomas uh, said some things, and retired justice said some things that Trump is using powers that do not really belong to him. Re- recently, you remember? He's been doing some certain things, and he doesn't have that power, even under the executive order. So it should be interesting to see what happens, because they're accusing him of making up new new powers, new laws, which don't exist. And then Rudy Giuliani <laughs> is going to go to Europe to see what he can find out on on Joseph, you know, on uh, Biden. And I think it's ridiculous. You know, it's going to create another problem. And Trump's got to realize that we don't need all this stuff. It's costing the taxpayers a lot of money. This investigation yeah. is just crazy. And the key Democrats yeah. uh, issue sub- subpoena for for Trump's six tax returns, you think we're going to get them? Probably not. No, it's not going to happen. And Beto you O'Rourke think he's making up laws already. What makes us think he's not going to make yeah. anyone? <laughs> he's making up new, making up new <laughs> laws every week. And then Beto O'Rourke won't commit to unconditionally supporting Democrats in exchange with New Hampshire voter. So that's going on right now. And uh, what I was going to say is. Uh, you heard about the mom charged with attempted murder after her seven-year-old daughter was found at the bottom of the North Carolina, North Carolina ravine. What a strange what? story that is. Yeah, it happened. Uh, mom was charged with attempted murder after her se- seven-week-old daughter found at the bottom of the North Carolina ravine. Isn't that strange? Oh, my God. The, the baby lived? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Everyone was very uh, and not happy about it. In fact, it was on all the different shows this week, and they said, well, how did she get, with her mental illness, uh, able to, you know, do such a thing? So anyway, that's been in the news. And Massachusetts yeah. teen whose uh, mauled body found in a closure with dogs, he was tending. So I guess those are not good dogs to tend. The dogs were... A mauling of this young guy, and you could you, wow. I think well, he's trying to help you know do his job, but that happens too where the dogs just turn against you. I had a friend yeah. that had had uh, pit bulls, and the pit bulls just mm-hmm. got angry with him, and they and they uh, were biting him, and then he had to give them all up, you know. Wow. And it was just horrible. Now school school bus driver uh, drag biracial student because of his racist animus that was uh that was in texas where that young girl young lady was dragged from a car and then killed in a jail cell you remember oh that one the black lady that was killed anyway other news uh that was a mention is that uh they they did uh Grey's, Grey's anatomy has been renewed for two more seasons Ben roses Seem to be annoying, Gun and Roses. <laughs> and then uh, number one overall NFL picks, wrong cleats the first practice. That happens. And what did you think of uh, the costumes? 
uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh, and by the way, they, she had a baby. And, and I from heard. Someone else. Yeah, she had a baby. And in fact, we will announce it right now. You know, I think she's using where, where they go into another a surrogate. Room. Surrogate mom. So yeah. now they have four kids. And he's strange. Yeah. That uh, don't you think Kanye West is a little strange? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, is, anyway, isn't that isn't that subjective? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Anyway, uh, baby number four has arrived for Kim Kardashian West and Kanye West, the reality star and mogul, tweeted Friday about the six pound nine ounces arrival. He, he's here, and Was he's it a boy perfect. or a girl? It's a boy. Oh wow! Now, now the pair on Thursday welcomed the baby via surrogate. They joined sister North, Northwest, and Chicago, and brother Saint. What? Wow! What names have they picked? You know, <laughs> I'm telling you. And then the pair. Uh, what else? She said the pair on Thursday welcomed the baby, which is nice. And on Ellen's show Thursday, uh, with her nieces and nephews. Courtney Kardashian said her sister was supposed to join her, but couldn't because the surrogate was in labor. That's what they do now when they have money. They, her last two kids were surrogate, you know? Well, yeah, but she almost died during the birth of her second natural one. Oh, really? That's why she went surrogate. So that's, that's why she got a surrogate for the last two, yeah. Right. And then uh, Ellen DeGeneres said, I'm surprised Chris Jenner with six of her grandchildren. Then I surprised her. Well, one more, sending love to you, Kim Kardashian and Kanye, and that was from uh, Ellen. Can you imagine that family? They're goofy, very goofy family, to say the least. You well, know? yeah, but but they are but they are the most popular uh, family out there. You know, I mean, well, yeah, she's, she's worth a billion. She's getting she's, to be worth yeah. a billion, which is unbelievable. And uh, well, let's see. they're creating a legacy. That's true. That's true. And then uh, Renee Zellwinger, I heard uh, she's phenomenal as Judy Garland. Did you hear about that? It's a new no, movie coming not... out about, about Judy oh, Garland. Oh, she's playing being... Judy, Judy Garland? Awesome. Yeah, she's going to be uh, Judy Garland, and they're getting great reviews. So we'll have more on that. And there's a book, I think, written recently about Judy Garland, about what really happened. Because she, she died, I think it was in England. I remember, and it was hush hush, and at that at that time. So that's all the news of that era. And uh, one other thing, I was going to mention, folks, you know, on the Daily Variety, because you know we 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 hit everyone. Daily Variety. Let me bring it up. And Howard Stern wrote a book. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, he wrote a book, and it didn't come out yet. And they got eight million in back orders. Wow! Eight million in back orders. And then wow. Alvin Sargent, who was a screenwriter of Julia and Ordinary People, died at age 92. And then Star uh, canceled after three seasons. That was that one on Fox, where it was about a a, a band, like a, a rap group, and they and it was canceled. And then, uh, um, okay, we get Danny Cruz. Okay, Danny, come on board. We'll have Danny on. Hi, Cameron. Hi, Danny. Hi, Cameron. Say hello Hi. to Bernadette. 
Hi. Hi, Bernadette. How so are you? Going good on? to hear from you guys. We're no, doing good. I'm doing good over here. Oh, good, good. So what's going yeah. on? What's going on? Okay, with so I had a. I was thinking about talking about uh, Skunk Works tonight. There's a. Okay. Uh, I wanted to let the audience know that um, back in 2000. And uh, 17, late 2017, early 2018, um, I had been disclosed about the Skunk Works Flying Saucer Program from the Chief of Security of Area 51 in Edwards Air Force Base, T.J. Turner. Uh-huh. And um, I had a close encounter back in July of 19th of 2013 where I saw a flying saucer right over my head. It was 10 feet above wow. my head. Yeah, it was a really interesting. Do you remember what it looked thing. like? Do you remember what what it yes, looked like? It, yes, it was a it was blue in the center and uh-huh. silver on the top and bottom, and it had a blinking white running light on the top. Interesting. And it that had no been, portal of entry. Go ahead. Could have been a few. I'm thinking of a few groups out there that could have been part of that because there's one that is noted for the for the that entryway, you know. But anyway, so so you saw it. What happened? Tell us. Tell yeah, me and, uh, Bernie, yeah there, was, there was no there was no portal of entry, uh, there was no pilot, there was no uh, form of propulsion uh-huh. uh, that was powering it. It was silent. Um, so I took out my camera and I got a video of it when it was sent it into the sky, and it was embossed by our uh, special guest Antonio Paris from Aerial Phenomenon Investigation. Oh yeah, we're gonna Denver. get him back on, right? Yeah, we gotta get him back on. We gotta get him back on the show. By the way, Antonio Perez was on a show in Washington. And uh, he talked about what he does. Yeah, he had a, uh, looked into the Men in Black, which I wanted to discuss tonight, the Men in Black from Skunk Works. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, what, now, when you say Men in Black, and you can educate me and Bernadette, what do you mean by Men in Black? Well, the Men in Black come out to visit people after you see a flying saucer. You usually have okay. uh, an encounter with the Men in Black when, you, when, you're, when you're in a close encounter. They come and tell you not to say anything at all. Okay, so, so they, they basically. In, what I just say is they're yeah, basically so, so like informants. They're keeping I mean, track in tabs. They they keep tabs on people who uh, have these close encounters with their flying saucers. Okay. So, okay. Wow, so it's like the Will course. Smith movies, right? Right. Yeah, they want to yeah. keep it all under wraps, and so they have that little blinking device where uh, it takes away your memory. Really? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I had to, I had the opportunity to call Skunk Works myself, and uh-huh. uh, they put me Operator Four. Yeah, her name she goes by Operator Four. She doesn't give her name. She uh, put me through to the legal office. When I told her on the phone, I said, the Chief of Area Fifty, Chief of Security of Area Fifty One in Edwards Air Force Base has given me disclosure that the flying saucer that I saw was yours, and uh, and so they immediately put me through to their legal office. And um, I spoke to three people there over a period of about a month. Uh, uh-huh. The first person uh, took a recorded interview over over the phone and uh, asked me if it would be okay if I would be I could be recorded. Uh, the second person told me they would come out to my house, and this is what I think is interesting. It's really where the Men in Black story comes in, where they wanted to get my address and come to my home so they can talk about what I saw and what I experienced. Well, you didn't say. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Right, what I didn't see in their point of view. Yeah, see, what okay. I didn't see. Right. All right. And so in the in the third one that I spoke to, I was working with a company called Deep Space Particle Accelerator Corporation as their licensing manager. And um, uh-huh. they asked they asked me 
to get a letter of consent from the government to license our technology. It's flying saucer technology. And uh-huh. they said, you're not, we're not buying pens and paper from your company, so we need a letter of consent. They gave a, a verbal letter of intent over the phone from their legal office. Okay. They were interested in the technology, so um, they wanted the big fish and the government right. to write a letter of consent to buy it. But the company has uh, now passed on after Mr. Berg passed away. He was the only one with uh, the knowledge and know-how to put the technology together. But right. um, Yeah, so the legal office at Skunk Works Boeing up here in Palmdale is the office uh-huh. I spoke to. And and so they were they were very forward and honest about um, having the technology that flying saucers do exist and that they're real, uh-huh. um, that they're theirs. It's a... As TJ put it, it's a fully operational Skunkworks Area 51 program, and um, and so when you when you have these flying saucers in broad daylight come down to people in those cities, like they did with me, you have to ask yourself, what are they doing? What it, what is like Bernadette said? There's no such thing as a coincidence. You're a special right, person right. when you when you get these encounters. So um, yeah, so that was my uh, my uh, my experience with Skunkworks is that they uh-huh. were more than willing, yeah, more than willing to uh, disclose, to come out, and to also uh, license with the company that I work for. Uh-huh. And um, you don't get that usually in the military-industrial complex. I had a lot of luck with uh, Honeywell, Booz Allen Hamilton, um, uh-huh. speaking to those people while I was in Washington, D.C. I had a lot of luck doing government space and defense contracting uh, through the National Reconnaissance Office, and I got uh-huh. to speak to... Uh, uh, a few of those companies in their space and defense programs. And um, so Boeing and Skunk Works was just another one, and it was the closest I ever came to uh, getting the private sector to to jump on board. And uh-huh. um, it was with the help of Edwards Air Force Base's uh, chief of security. And um, since then, um, Edwards Air Force Base's Office of Special Investigation, they call it OSI, they provided uh-huh. me a Secret Service special agent. His name is Casey Hornage, and um, he's in charge of fraud and embezzlement. And so uh-huh. he was he was given to me as a, a person to to look after me and look at look after what I, the work I was doing with the private sector and the government, and um, just basically probably protect the secrets that they have in the flying saucer realm of technology, right. electrical propulsion. Yeah, so he's probably looking for. Um, to discredit as much as possible any fraud or embezzlement going on with right. the black market. With the black, you know, it's a pretty black market um, when you have different federal agencies say, "Oh, you know, you're not enough like what we're studying to put our money into," or "You're too much like what we're what we already right. have." You know, it's a really big contradiction that the government puts up when you have people, scientists coming with them with technology like Tesla. And electrical propulsion, they, they just go both ways and they tell you no. So I can I, right. I made a complaint, yeah, to um, counterintelligence. I was able at Edwards Air Force Base to uh, speak to a counterintelligence officer named Mr. King. Uh-huh. And um, I told him, I said, you know, there's a black market going on in the government, and it's not allowing a small business like my own to license our technology. You have agencies right. saying you're not enough like ours or you're too much like ours and uh-huh. it really is a, a blocking blackballing uh, real technology and people who have resources uh, to 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 
to move forward the the electrical propulsion uh-huh. type of of technology that could save the planet. Uh-huh. And it doesn't seem like they're very interested in uh, saving the planet from asteroid collisions and uh, terraforming Mars. You know, we can uh-huh. do so much with this technology that um, the government just keeps a locking uh, lock on. Uh huh. So that was um, those are some people that I spoke to. Yeah, there's wow. a little small circle of uh, federal agencies and agents that I got to speak to about this. And um, Dan, Danny, TJ, I talked if, to him on the phone. Danny, what if the Men in Go Black ahead. did come over? Well, the Men in Black, <laughs> if they do come over, <laughs> um, well, I wouldn't take it too seriously. I, I would look at it as an opportunity to um, to get my story across to them and actually tell them, you know, the way flying saucers have impacted my life um, right. positively and negatively. You know, you have right. um, you have people who criticize and ridicule you, may call you delusional um, because you, right. you say you see a flying saucer and you're automatically considered delusional because people haven't been exposed to that. Right. And um, so right. I've gone I've gone through both where people like ourselves in the radio station are very open to and also witnesses to uh, flying saucers and extraterrestrials, where other people are uh, hardline psychological uh-huh. uh, critics about it, where you know they, they scrutinize scrutinize us and tell us you know you're crazy, what you saw was something else. When you uh-huh. when you first when you're a first hand witness, you get discredited real easy. And um, there's nothing you can really do or say to help change the minds of people sometimes. It just, uh, right. you need to, I, I just let people know, you know, you need to be the best witness possible. If you have a camera on your phone, don't take too much time to be mesmerized by the experience itself. Just pull out your camera, right. get the evidence, be a, be a, be a really, uh, and heighten your um, observatory skills, you know, observation skills. Be a, be a educated observer and know that if you have the opportunity to seize it, get the camera out, get the picture when it's close to you, have it have it scrutinized by people like Antonio Paris, Aerial Phenomenon Investigation Team, where they can highlight the video and boss it. They embossed my video, and it pointed out three other flying saucers in the in the uh-huh. sky that I wasn't aware of at the time. So when the video was uh, embossed. Um, they brought out, uh, they numbered the aerial phenomenon happening in the sky, and there were four, and I had my eye on just one of them. So, uh-huh. um, you know, we have resources in the community. Um, you know, uh, MUFON is another one where they analyze people's experiences with, with flying saucers and right. uh, um, UPARs. You know, you have we have communities where people want to learn and 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 see what's next and, uh, uh-huh. you know, what's next for what's going to happen to you in the future, if anything at all will happen. I'm really waiting for something else to happen. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes open and hoping that the dates that they fall on, July 19th is a date that seems to be uh, correlated with flying saucer experiences throughout history. If you look back in oh. Washington, D.C., the yeah, it's really interesting. If you look back, the moon landing took place. You had the... Uh, Jupiter was struck by um, Shoemaker Comet Levy, Shoemaker Levy uh-huh. Comet, July 16th through the 21st. I had a teleportation experience on July 16th through the 21st. My close wow. encounter was on July 19th. And so I really keep that time of year, that window period, open to 
ask the heavens to open up, mm-hmm. and uh, they do. You know, have a, you know, if we can find the dates and times and see what they mean. It sounds crazy, kind of like a beautiful mind where he's analyzing all these codes, but um, there might be something encoded in the dates where right. there is something special that's going to happen, and that can help us look forward to the future and um, look together at the right time. Right, right. But, um, yeah, that yeah. would be something else if we can that's all get together and find, yeah, find out when the heavens will open up. You know, we just kind of want to wait wait and see if what it is is the government or is it extraterrestrials. And, and from what I hear from you, Cameron, and uh, Bernadette, we, uh, we open up ourselves to being a conduit of sorts, and we let those experiences happen for the better of humanity. Uh, you know, we, we open ourselves up to being uh, used for their purposes. Right. And um, so sometimes maybe the challenge is doing that inner work, Bernadette, you were talking about, of changing ourselves and transcending uh, what we what we know and what we experience to uh, something higher on a higher plane, where maybe we can open up the door and try and open up heaven itself and and have you know the experience that we all that we all have shared. Uh, you know, we all yeah. have these experiences in the studio, and it's not Absolutely. uncommon for us. But we have we've opened up ourselves to to the experience and. And uh, hopefully we we get the response back and other people right. too. Well, that's you know, a, you um, know, the main thing is when people hear about all these experiences, they wonder, you know, like you brought up the month. That's usually been the month of a lot of things that have been happening, you know. And we, in fact, when we went to uh, you know contact in the desert, that's when a lot of things were uh, shown in the in that month. And it's funny because in June, things kind of quiet down, you know. But it's funny, in, in before June, May, is when things start to open. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I wonder what that is. I wonder what they're telling us, why the significance of May and July. and um, well, Maybe, are, you know, July there. is a season where there's the heat. Because usually it's a hot season and things happen. During the hot season in the, around the world, and I, I've noticed that and too. And they're drawn. Oh yeah. Well, you know, the nuclear explosions were drawing the extraterrestrials, is what I was told on Roswell when they were experimenting with the nuclear weapons in the desert. Uh, they were uh-huh. attracted to these explosions, and they were coming down, and they were knocked out of the sky basically by the electrical emission uh, from the from the blast, and that's how Roswell happened. You know, the flying oh, yeah. saucers came down into our atmosphere because of the nuclear weapon testing and then got knocked out, uh, knocked out, the power knocked out and came down. And um, and so, what you know, the major major events on Earth, uh, they, they go around our nuclear sites, too. You know, we have uh, restricted bases where they have nuclear weapons and the prowess right. that they show right at the gates. Like you said, you saw the bell. Uh, flying saucer over at Edwards Air Force Base. That's showing a lot of prowess uh, for these AI. They're, you know, they're artificial intelligence and piloted, I've been told. So, you know, uh-huh. they're, they're very strategic. You know, artificial intelligence is a very strategic apparatus where true. That is if true. It, it chooses its sites, it chooses its time, it chooses its witnesses, there's the, there's the algorithm. What I was going to say is they're going to have the... Uh, 
you know, the uh, MUFON is going to have their uh, convention soon. Usually when they have their convention, things start to happen. And, uh, and I went to, by the way, UPARS, which is a, uh, a local valley group, they had interesting stuff, you know, very interesting thing. And, uh, you know, in my, in my opinion, it was a wonderful, wonderful thing, you know. Uh, Can you remind because, me of our friend from UPARS? I forgot his name. It's been a while. You about Steve Marilla? Steve Marilla, thank you. Yes, I gotta find him on Facebook and add him. Yeah, he he was he he had a. They're gonna have one, I think, next week. I'll go to it because see, I was supposed to go to thing from the city, but I think it was canceled. But I want to go to Upar's because it's getting better. The meetings are getting a little better. The ones that I went to last year, some of them weren't as good because it's the same old. Right, same we've old. been to the meetings together. We we there are a lot of interesting individuals there. The ones who have their books coming out. Right. Uh, we met the lady from the um, the colony, the one who has a ex husband that's a black suit, men in black, and well, she oh, has yeah, the yeah, children yeah, yeah. and the, about, the flying saucers. Yeah, I've never seen her again, and it was very unusual because she was very um, uh, kind of like unfri- uh, weird, and I don't mean in a in a bad way, in, a, in that she just came upon very strong person. But none of the things which she said match up. You know what I'm saying? Didn't match oh, up. Oh yeah, you scrutinized her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nothing matched <laughs> up. And then, and then, well, you know what it is? She was had her own capability, you know, her own feelings, and mm-hmm. that's good. That's a good thing. But what she was doing is putting people in boxes, and I noticed that. And I said, if I remember that's the that's the. That's the scrutiny that you shared with me, and you said that yeah. she's just um, she's a, she's too much uh, too much control and not yeah. enough open mindedness to other people's experiences that don't matter. Yeah, up with and her. she was talking about Trump that he was going to be reelected a second term. I don't oh, think I remember that. Yeah, was, that was that was was that the individual that was giving all of the premonitions about. Um, yeah, I remember well, that. Well, she's going to come back. The one you, who you're thinking about is Reverend Tanaya. She, we're going to get her back. Uh-huh. She's going to talk about what's been happening with her. Because when we have her on, there's a lot of controversy that comes uh-huh. on, the, on the field. But she, she'll she say things, and you go, what did you say? You know? And, uh-huh. and that's with Reverend Tanaya. She, you know who she is. She's the minister of a, a big, a prophetic uh, church in Canada. And we've had her on for a long time. And I've called her, and she had an accident and some weird stuff, and I wanted to get oh, her I recall. Yeah, you yes. remember we had her on? Yes, she yeah. called in, and she said that the end of the world was going to happen through the underground, uh, coming people coming from underground, the, the, the surface. Yeah, that's what she said. And it scares people, so you don't want to scare them, you know. No, see, but that's what that's what religion has been based on since religion was conceived, right? You know, um, fear based, and right. and you know that's that's not when when we're operating in fear, we're we're not allowing, you know, our higher state of consciousness to to open and be able to embrace who we are and be who we are and. Do what we're here to do, and you know what I mean. It's like right. 
you can't you can't base everything in fear. That just that just makes me nuts. Well, she was see when she was on, she got a little out there and and see when people believe what they want to believe, that's okay. And but she got too much involved in her own world, and you can't tie the two together. If it's real, if it's prophetic, then it'll happen in a, in a certain way. But if it isn't prophetic, it's not going to happen, you know? Right, right. That's the, right. That's and the you have problem. to wonder how much ego is involved in all of that. But yeah, well, I think there was a lot. I think there was a you lot. Have because to, you have to consider, you know, the God that, that I know, you know, right. the God of love and, and God of, you know, and it's, it's like... I just well, don't. Right. I, I don't. I don't espouse to the fire and brimstone type of way right. of life. So, you know. But like you said, people are going to believe what they're going to believe, and they're going to say what they're going to say, and so be it. Let well, right. It's says. really uh, kind of confusing when you get to so many different sides to uh, God, and you have somebody calling it prophetic. Like Cameron said, if it's prophetic, it's going to happen, and. Um, but, a lot of but you know, prophecies come a dime a dozen, Danny. That's true. Prophecies are a dime a dozen. Let me tell you, um, mm-hmm. I, I was involved in an ordained God, and um, I had, it was my third child. I was pregnant with my third child, and, and this church was all about prophecy, very prophetic, right? Everybody, uh-huh. everybody. Okay prophesied that I was going to have my boy. I was going to have my boy, right? Okay, all the way up until that child came out. <laughs> it was going to be... It, it was... It was... No. It was a girl, clearly. I mean, now you have a 50 chance. But, I mean, you're like, okay, so where was that prophecy coming from? It wasn't coming from Source, because Source wouldn't have gotten that wrong. Source knew right. <laughs> it was having a girl. Right. <laughs> Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot of ego, like you said. A lot of yeah, ego. So you, and what people they normally have to understand, do? prophecies, they have to test prophecies themselves. Test, right. Don't take it to heart. Test it. Fear not. Right. Prophecy is also meant God. for edification. Yeah, prophecy is also meant for edification, uh, for um, warnings and admonitions. It's uh-huh. not always just meant to predict the future. Um, having a prophetic ability to look into the hearts and souls of people is a gift, and it doesn't always necessarily mean, oh, you know, on this day, this is right. going to happen to you. Right, um, it's right. It's really uh, an admonishment. The the Holy Spirit is in you, and, and you're in tune with your right. uh, surroundings with other people, and so you stand out, as, and it does fulfill uh, futuristic right. uh, expectations because you're so right about the situations they're experiencing, you know, like the loved ones in their life, the husbands and the children and their right. jobs, you know, you get in tune with their heart and soul and you're right about it and you can say a lot about what's going on in a person's life that's futuristic. You know, you might want to leave this job, you might want to leave this spouse, or, you know, you might want to uh, raise right. your children differently. Uh, has a lot of futuristic detail in it too, but it doesn't um, doesn't necessarily say this is going to happen on this day. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of like having your you know, fortune told. It's kind of like having your fortune told or your cards read. You know, right. it is whatever yeah. is in energetic alignment with where you are in that moment. Any choice that you make from that moment forward can change any timeline. It, it can change your timeline. 
So you can only you can only put any type of um, uh, any any of your oh my God, what is the word I'm looking for? Put your trust into yeah. what is being told to you futuristically for that moment. Only. Right. Well, I think we're on a prophetic timeline in the studio with Cameron. You know, we have a lot of uh, we have we are on a prophetic timeline in the studio with Cameron and uh, you too, Bernadette. Where you know we have so many details of of hard hard evidence, knowledge, and it's a knowledge based foundation that's true. And and you have the people that come into the studio that just have these amazing psychic abilities. You have. Annie Jacobson, for instance, uh, who wrote the, she was a Pulitzer Prize finalist in the genre of history. She came onto the studio and she came out with a book called Phenomenon, America's Secret Studies into ESP and Psychokinesis. And right. she had a telepathic experience in the studio where Cameron, I, I heard Annie's voice in my head say, thank you, Danny. And after the show, I told Cameron, I heard Annie's voice. And he, he pointed out exactly where in the interview it was with um, the slurring of the word that she said, and I said, Cameron, that word was exactly pinpoint on when she said it in my mind. So we did a, we did some emailing to her and let her know that it happened before too much information got lost, and kind of made it a scientific experiment to see if she could confirm or deny uh, the telepathic communication. But she, uh, right. she's really big on telepathy and and uh, also flying saucers. And Uri Geller is a prophetic, you know, Uri Geller had a prediction that the end of the world would happen with an AI system called um, um, uh, what was Spectra. I think uh-huh. he called it Spectra. And he had a close encounter with flying saucers and um, teleported. And um, uh-huh. and so he was wrong about it, but um, he is a remote viewer who sees... Remember she told us he, he Uri Geller was uh, contracted by the CIA to find remote view and locate gold and silver uh-huh. for the CIA. So he, he's been one in a trillion. They've measured his capabilities at Stanford University, and the government has also one in a trillion uh, hits. He makes these one in a trillion uh, hits that are correct. And um, and so we were really thankful to have him uh, personally oh, yeah. refer Andy Jacobson to our studio. He, without his personal referral, Andy Jacobson wouldn't have given us the interview. So having True. people like Uri Geller... Yeah, having people like Uri Geller, Annie Jacobson, uh, Dean Radin uh, from KFI's long, long historical interviews that he's given, come into the show and uh, give us some insight into what people are, are talking about. I think that fulfills the prophetic. It's very prophetic that the small that we got we have that inner circle going on uh, with a, just a handful of people come into the studio with Cameron, and it's the small group of people that have the biggest impact because they've been doing it for so long and we're, we're very blessed to have so many talented and remarkable people come in like uh, Shannon, Shannon Leisner. Oh, oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Her words, yeah, yeah, we, we her words are very back. prophetic and yeah, having her in the circle is a blessing. She's a, so having this, uh, being a guest producer for your show, Cameron, has been a very fulfilling thing. Uh, John, John, um, Help me with his last name. Which one? The producer? No, the psychic, John, our friend. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a weird... He he blessed us. He blessed us both, though, with... uh, I think it was uh, Good Friday at Uh El Torito. And uh, 
he had come into uh, El Torito with us, and it was just him and me. And he squeezed my um, phenar, the part of my left hand, really uh-huh. hard. And um, he just squeezed it. And when he when you got to the table, you you told me, Danny, feel my arm. Do you feel the metal in it? And you asked me if I saw the blue light coursing over your skin, and I said, yes, I do. I just said yes to both. Yeah. And, um, the, yeah, the day after he did that, my arms, both my arms, from the fist to the elbow, were like iron. And so wow. John, John, yeah, John did something to both of us where it was very metallic, too, where, and I had the blue light crossing, coursing my skin. Uh-huh. And, um, and so John is another person who has a lot of power. He just has a personality that um some people might might not understand um and i you know i'm not i'm not i'm one of them too you know i have a hard time understanding him sometimes where i can't understand why he does the things he does and but um that's 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 aside from what he's capable of doing danny i gotta say he was interesting because when we went to contact the desert he what was really interesting about him was he was a reader psychic but he had no money it was kind of weird very strange. Right, John Michael Capaldi. John That's Michael Capaldi. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I never met a guy yeah. who would read people and had no money. Hmm. Yeah, he has a. He gave me a free session. He's a. He has a PhD in psychology, and so he gave me a free session in his uh, office where it was beautiful. You know, he was he was uh, leasing a little space where he had all these quartz and beautiful rocks and minerals and Buddhas. Uh-huh. That were standing, made out of lava rock, and um, it was really, really a nice interview. Uh, not an interview, but a, a session for therapy. And um, he, uh-huh. he offered it to me for free, and uh, he had Very a lot nice. of good advice. And yeah, so he did that for me. And um, but I know what you're talking about the the money, the money issue always seemed to get. Uh, you know, it was a personal relationship he had um, going on uh, at the yeah. time. And I think that um, that might have been. Uh, I know it ended. So I think that since it ended, you know, he might be, be on track with being able to help himself uh, get back on his feet. And, I don't know what he's doing and, now. I, I haven't heard. See, we, 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 I was in contact with him, but then he had too many too many people in the, in the pot. He had this uh, guy, and he, he was talking about this guy he was involved with, and I didn't understand that whole thing with drugs. Because if you're talking one thing and you're, producing another is something strange don't you think yes you want to be consistent and when yeah you, when yeah he, he caught me off guard and yeah you know, that he puts with a me, question over your said, personality yeah well see now that i you know if i go to contact this i would go with you and some other people but i wouldn't go with like like him because he was expecting me to do uh everything you know like to be his uh, banker and everything, and it just—it wasn't fair, you know. It wasn't fair. Well, and and maybe he, you know, he, he took the opportunity of being in the show as an opportunity to um, to make money, and uh, that's really not right. what we're here for. Uh, we're not yeah, here we're to make here money. To make we're here money. to to broadcast uh, live journalism and and have right. special guests on that enlighten the world. And that's right. really what you know. We we also have wonderful special guests who are not psychics and who are not right. prophetic and. But they are also right. a wonderful part of the team where they've right. had music careers or they're actors and lawyers and uh-huh. business owners and you know, they um you know, we just have 
you know, everybody who comes in is part of it. Right. That's true. Everyone has the experience. Yeah. You can't, like I tell people, in other, in other words, when you come in the studio, that's where the magic works. That's from a higher person from above. Not me. I never claim that, but I say from a higher person above, then you find out where you're at, where you're going, you know? That's that's how I look at it. And um, oh, right even the show you, to, oh, yeah, Cameron. Oh, yeah, I want to make right. some news about the show. We're now we have now 140 listeners stations around the globe now, which is amazing. And where we didn't have it with LA Talk, you know, LA Talk Radio, but we're growing. We're we're meeting. We're going to be um, expanding in a good way. And ever since uh, you know BBS, we're going we're really going higher places you know we're getting a bigger yeah. audience so i just want to tell folks that's great cameron it's in and i'll have a studio we're, we're putting that together as i speak and this year we'll have a studio because we you know i like meeting the people and i like them talking about their lives and and it's fun you know when you have a live studio and and hopefully uh Burnett will see it we'll have a studio we're getting there you know, we're, we're going to be in there together yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll be in there together, Cameron and Bernadette. Yeah, tell us, now, you're, you're, we're, you know, Sunday we talk about Mother's Day. What does that mean to you? I asked uh, Mother's Day? Bernadette. Yeah. Okay, Mother's Day means to me just a celebration of home. You know, mothers and grandmothers are so central to what's inside your heart. Right. And that, you know, you can you can have a family uh, that stays, if you have a family that stays together, mom and dad, um, you're so blessed to have a home inside your heart because if you lose everything in the world, um, you know, and it all goes down, uh, uh, it all goes away, you always right. have your mother's inside your heart, and that's the home that they provided you, you know, and, and your father too. Your father's and your mother's, uh, they are in your heart, and so that's that's what I consider my home is in my heart. Right. And it has to do with my grandmother and grandfather and my mother and my fam- my brother. You know, they were the family that stayed together, so they provided a home. Uh, and so things got lost along the way, but that that's never going to be lost. That's what, right. you know, Mother's Day means to me is just celebrating uh, your mother and your heart and uh, the home that they provided you, and um, and that lives on forever. Right. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, 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 what, and by the way, we uh, – oh, we just got a breaking – uh, breaking story: Tim Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are divorcing. Wow! Oh. So there you go. Speaking of breaking up, yeah, it's breaking Out up. It's got appeared on the uh, on the wire services. So you you never know what, what it's going to be. But anyway, I want to thank I want to thank Danny Cruz. I want to thank uh, Bernadette Gabrielle. We had a great show tonight. Next week we'll have some more people coming on board. We're going to get soon. We're going to produce our own <coughs> studio somewhere somewhere in the L.A. area. And hopefully we'll be able to be on track during the mid, mid-year. mid And we'll have a studio where... Cameron. Yeah. Cameron, I wanted to tell you, um, God bless your... May your brother rest in peace and always live in your heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. And for me, Mother's Day is symbolic and... And I think of my mom, but you know what I think? She's in a better place right now, and she's helping other people. 
I think and she's, she's right there with you all at the same time. All the time. And I think as I, you know, you know, when I have a second or two to think of what happened, I just think of the positive and happy stuff. Can't think of my brother. Can't think of the negative arena because my mom was so positive and, and her life was that way. So everyone there who lost someone, I understand. And I'll tell you, it takes you time, but then you learn a lot about who you are through the whole thing, yeah. you know. So anyway, Good. thank you, everyone. Right. Bernadette, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Thank Day, you Bernadette. so much, Danny. Thank you. Thank you, Cameron. I My pleasure. And then we next love week everybody. We're gonna, oh, our pleasure. Anyway, next week we're going to have a new show on the on the radio. And then soon we're going to be in Vegas. Soon we'll be in Vegas. We'll do our show from uh, the convention center. So we're, we're soon going to okay. be there. It'll be fun. That'll be in somewhere. That's in June coming up. Yeah. And then yeah, okay. well. next yeah, then. In a couple weeks, is the Israeli independence. We're going to be in Orange County on the 2nd. And then we're going to be in, we're, we may be in L.A. before that. And then uh, that's it. The year went by so fast for the Jews. Because usually they hold it later in the month. And they had the one in Santa Barbara. You know, you know where they went on? They went on a boat. Wouldn't that be really cool? Go up to Santa Barbara and a boat. Oh, yeah. But it, yeah. Yeah, so they yeah. have yours already. So. <laughs> We're, we're, the next thing we're, we're, we work for is we're going to have all these other things happening. So please, uh, you know, uh, drop us a line here. And we were at BBS Radio, the Cameron Live. And if you need, if you want to drop Bernadette uh, an email, you can do so too at BBS Radio. And Danny Cruz, same thing at BBS Radio. So you guys, thank you very much for a wonderful show. And have a wonderful Mother's Day. Thank you, Cameron. You You guys have a great weekend. You too. too. Anyway, anyway, uh, the show live from Los Angeles. We thank you very much. Have a very good evening. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night.